Hey everybody, this is Michael Antonovich bringing you this week's Fast House Supercross Race Companion. So this is basically a new thing. We, uh, me and Dahmer are bored. You know, we should be in Seattle right now. It's the Friday night, uh, early, late March. Yeah, I should, I should be in Seattle. Dahmer, you should be anywhere but your house right now. But uh, with the whole country, the whole world on lockdown, and there's no racing to speak of, me and Dahmer have been bench racing the last few days, last few weeks about you know, the greatest Supercross season of recent memory. And uh, we just decided, hey, why don't we just start from the beginning? we got about 10 weeks uh, of racing in. We have about 10 weeks until the 2020 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship starts up in June with the Florida National. So quite a bit of time to do this. And it's it's been cool to talk about these races because we know so much that's happened between now and then. So it'll be cool to watch these races, have a little bit of fun, have a beer, uh, Dahmer's got one. I've got one. We hope you do the same. So we're going to start with the 250 main event. Just go right into it. 450 main event two. When we get to that triple crown at Glendale, we'll reassess how we're going to do this thing. But yeah, we just want to talk like bench race with you guys. Talk about how this would be if me and Dahmer were on the couch at his house together watching this race in Fontana. So Dahmer, what's going on? Anton, you, 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 when you said we're about to watch the best race ever at Anaheim, I I thought we were, I'm like, oh, are we watching the 86 Anaheim Supercross with RJ and David Bailey? Well, I wasn't alive then, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens. So, uh, yeah, Dahmer, what, just for a quick recap, uh, what's going on out there in Fontana? Uh, we're on, we're on lockdown, which for me is not that much different because I don't, my wife and I don't go anywhere. So we're always home. Yeah. So I would be home anyways, you know, but, cool. uh, you know, we're able to ride still. You know, and going to go hit a little Cal City MX tomorrow, get out and about and do a little motoing as long as we can. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, any worse than it is now. And they really, that comes to a standstill. I don't know. So we're going to take advantage while we can. Still but for the, the most, yeah, but for the most part, you know, working from home, you know, the missus is working from home here too. So it's a, it's an adjustment, you know, trying not to go out and about like we used to, or whether it's the store, the market, the mall, you know. Yeah, even, trying not to face even, the public. Yeah, I mean, even just, you know, you, you know, going to dinner. I'm telling you, Anton, I think this has been planned for a while because there's really almost no reason to leave the home anymore. Did you notice how fast they had all of the uh, come pick up your food at the curb uh, commercials for all the restaurants? Dude, all over the TV, free delivery. Everything's free delivery. It's, it's like I'm telling you. They're, you're, I'm, I've been telling Jamie that for a while. I'm like, you know, there's really no reason to leave the house anymore. There's really not. No. No. And you and I each have big TVs and big sound systems and all that stuff that we get to watch these races on. So, yeah, there really is no need to ever leave the house. No. no it's I'll, a terrible world out there sometimes. Yeah. I'll be so snow white when this is all over. Yeah, I got some vitamin D out today. It's been – it's all of a sudden the sun's here, and it's going to be nice here in Southern California for hopefully the next week. Finally, we're done with the rain, hopefully. Mm. But it is nice at the tracks, though. They're, at the desert where we're going tomorrow is going to be unreal. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, finally starting to be spring here in the Midwest. Uh, I think today was like 75, 77 degrees. So this is kind of going against that whole social distancing thing because everybody that's been cooped up in the gray like January through March, they're all out now. So this isn't going to work. We're going to see a big yeah. break soon. Yeah, and, and you know what, though? But at the same time, you know, through all this, I mean, you, the weekends come and it's, I, was already, I was already in that groove of like, oh, Supercross Saturday night. And the Supercross season has been, obviously, you know, each race has gotten better and better and better and better, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to have that just all of a sudden gone, you know, MXGP just started in that. I mean, what did we get, one round? Two. Two rounds. Two rounds, that's right. 
two rounds and, and just gone. You know, we were, obviously we were waiting for MotoGP. F1 was, st- I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff starting that just came to a standstill instantly. I think the F1 thing was the biggest, like, tease of all because everybody was there and they couldn't do it. And I understand why they couldn't do it. I totally agree with the decision, but I just wanted to see cars on the track. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, we were, we were all hoping for, even with Supercross at Indy that weekend, we were all hoping for, like, okay – no fans. I'll take it. Let's watch it from TV. We're still gonna, you know, we're still gonna see the baddest dudes on the planet throw down. Uh, I'm in, mm-hmm. you know. But obviously, when that came, and then I was, then I was really like, wow, is this, is this really happening? You know. Mm-hmm. It, and even, you know, for me, I mean, I'm a I'm a stick and ball guy. You know, I love baseball, basketball, football. You know, so when baseball was canceled, pretty don't much, lie I was. You like basketball? Uh, I I watch Lakers. Of course, I don't watch that much basketball, but I am I am a Laker fan and have been since I was a kid. Obviously, here, yeah, I grew, yeah. dude, Anton, I I grew up going to see Showtime. Yeah, the, greatest, you know, yeah, greatest show. That's right, the Lake Show going down. Yeah. So so, uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's uh, it's, it's been a little adjustment. It's different, you know. Yeah. Like I I I met a nice lady on my couch the other day. Turned out she was my wife. <laughs> you know? We've been been really enjoying, like, finally getting the uh, Midwest spring that we've been deprived of for so long. But, you know, it's good. We're just hanging out. And I think it's a cool thing to get this much time away from racing and to reassess, like, what's important. You know, every Friday I get on a plane, go to the races, come back home on Sunday, go, go, go. So it's been cool to kind of hang back, relax with the wife, see the family when I do get to see them, and just hang out from there. Yeah, and you and I I talked about that earlier today about how, how you know a, a lot of these guys are probably are, I, I mean I'm, I'm not probably I'm I'm sure they're enjoying this little break that's given to them that's very unexpected mm-hmm. you know when like we talked about how many guys are taking this time to that this they're they're going to benefit from this from healing you know the guys that have been injured and they're going to come back you know I mean dude a guy like Adam Cicerello you know he he's freaking probably like oh this is amazing mm-hmm. you know Justin Brayton Brock Tickle a lot of dudes there's a there's a laundry list you mm-hmm. know so. You know, and then and then besides that, the guy, the, the guys, the top guys that were in it, you know, I mean, I'm sure those guys are gonna, you know, that they hopefully can like, you know, and they're like we said, they're obviously gonna ride. You, you, you know, you, they can't go on that much of a hiatus of of vacation and relaxing and you know whatever they do, whether they're on their lake boats or just hanging at home playing, you know, video games, whatever they do, right? I said they're gonna they're gonna have to still right they're not they can't stop that as you know at that level you you can't just go off the bike for weeks on end yeah i think uh it'll be interesting to see how these next few weeks go because now we are starting to run into that hey how much can you ride how much are you allowed to ride what parts do you have so yeah it'll be interesting i think the top guys with the right amount of resources will keep going on but then some of those dudes that maybe aren't on the most funded factory team or whatever like that they're gonna have to <coughs> pick and choose what they do from here on out um, yeah, and then you know, and then also that, I mean, out here in Southern California, you know, there's, you know, there's there's only a couple handful of tracks that are open now. Most of them have been are stopped because of what's going on. So, you know, these guys are are kind of find having to find places to even ride, you know, during the week or come the weekends, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where where you know those guys back east on in the Florida side, you know, they have compounds with their own private tracks. You know, they they can ride every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but enough about the. Uh 
ongoing situation we find ourselves in. This is meant to be a break from all that. You know, there's so much stuff that goes on, and, and we're over it. You know, we want let's remember to Let's remember the good, the good times, times together. The good times. The good when, times together. Then when the first time I heard about all this stuff was uh, when I was getting on the plane in Chicago to go to California for Anaheim 1. But, yeah, I think this will be a cool thing. Um, you know, Dahmer and I, we, we watch all these races even after we watch Anaheim 1 for the first time. You know, we go back and we watch it a couple more times through that first week. We do it for every race. So there's a lot to see and a lot to talk about. Uh, the one thing we're not going to do is, you know, talk about the present day stuff we know, just stuff that we knew in the moment that Saturday night or maybe what we figured out days after that, before the next round. So it's not going to yeah. be like – hey, yeah, we know Christian Craig and Dylan Ferrandez get into it at Anaheim 2. Like, we're not going to bring that up when we watch Anaheim 1 now. Right, and, and, and it's kind of funny. As we're getting ready to watch this, you know, this race seems now to me it seems so long ago already. Oh, right. But, but, but also the 250 main event of this, of this night is so electrifying with so much happening that it almost, to me, overshadowed the 450 race, which was also a great race. An amazing race. And I think, like, dude, take yourself back to January. Take, you know, first weekend in January, here we are. Uh, you and I each have different routines on Saturday. Me and Don meet up and go to breakfast at this place called The Filling Station in uh, Orange, California. Every time, go get the soy milk oatmeal there. It's great. You and Fonzie at Fast House get to go to the pump room while I'm yeah, running I have, around the I have pits. To, I have, have a to better go program. And- I have to go and you know spend time and entertain clients and mm-hmm. and you know do, do you know what what is what does radio call it uh, hug and kiss the babies and all yes. that you know yeah <laughs> so yeah there's way different routines but Anaheim one is fun and you know where me and Don are here all day every day you slip out right before the was it LCQs or main events uh it depends on what's happening but but usually I'll leave just to get out of the parking lot early so I can and then I go straight home. And watch the race all over again until like, you know, midnight, whatever, one in the morning. Mm-hmm. And me and Don stay up till like two, three in the morning at his kitchen table and fall asleep right. at the at the desk. But yeah, it's right. fun. Uh, looking back on this, I mean, this feels like you said forever ago. What do you remember about this this day? Um, Dude, you know what? I, I remember it being a, a not that long of a day. Everything kind of went so fast that day. Mm-hmm. You know, usually the... Usually A1 seemed to take forever. It'll be long, drawn-out days. You talk to so many people, you know, and, and, you, and you're, everyone's trying to figure out. And you're, but at the same time, you're paying attention to, like, hey, who just had the fastest qualifiers? Who's, who's ripping? You know, you'll go out and you're trying to watch a lot of the, obviously, qualifies and practice. I mean, we're, uh, what I remember this day is, obviously, we, you walk like no other. You're back and forth from the pits to the, to the, to the stadium oh, all tunnel. day. Dude, all day and night, you know, and, and it's rad, you know. And it's cool to see that, you know, the action from the pits and everything that's happening. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when, when it's time for the night show, you know, then you can kind of chill and, you know, you sit with people you know and, and start getting ready. And who do you think? And everyone starts trying to either put bets or who do you got? Who do you got? You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it gets exciting. I think uh, the one thing I remember, I flew out, you know, right from St. Louis into Anaheim 1 right before this race. And, Sometimes we get to Anaheim 1 and it just feels like we were just there. You know, it's kind of Groundhog's Day feeling. But this one was interesting because there was so much excitement of who who knew what could happen. You know, 250 classes stacked, 450 classes stacked. Uh, There was a lot of buzz that Friday at press day. This night was pretty good because, like, you can even look on the tough blocks and you can see the moisture in the air and everything. Like, you knew this was going to be that gnarly Anaheim 1. Yeah. 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 This was a good one. So, yeah, like we said – we're going to do just the main events in this one, so if you're reading or watching and listening along, 
Uh, we're at one hour 58 minutes exactly on this thing. So this is right as the card girl walks across the starting line for the Chivity Main event, letting everybody know. 30-second card hasn't even gone up yet. So the thing that we're going to recommend for you guys to do, sync this up with your NBC Sports Gold Pass or whatever, however you're going to watch this. We'll do the, four, the Chivity Main first, go through the podium interview, kind of talk about everything that happened from there take a quick commercial break, and then jump right into the 450 main event there, too. So we'll give you a timestamp to follow along with there. Dahmer, are you ready to pl uh, press play? And you're at, we're at 158 on the dot. 158 on the dot. But right. uh, more important matter of the time, what are you sipping on out there in Fontana? Uh, right now I'm enjoying, uh, I'm enjoying a beautiful Black Orchid Martini. That's oh, uh, one, of my yard one of my yard house favorites I make at home. Just a little 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 time this. I, I'm... I'm we're riding tomorrow, so I, I can only really have one, or else it'll ruin my whole riding day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Aren't you glad that you learned how to do those recipes from the people at Yard House for these crucial uh, yeah, times? Yes, yes, definitely for these crucial times. <laughs> we we are mo we are ready. We are ready here at DefCon here. Yeah, you know. All right, I have a a Goose Island IPA that the local spot here in town uh, they're doing growler fills right now for like twelve bucks. So that's a big deal if you're a beer guy. So yeah, I've, I got that. I got that in a mason jar. We're gonna press play on this and and watch this race. Are you ready? You're 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 drinking out of a mason jar. That's how you do it in the country. Wow. Wow. It 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 uh, it uh, what what do they say? It, it it hits a little different back there. It, it does. It does. You'll find out when you come for Redbud. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. All right. So yeah, car girls walking across. We're getting into this thing. Uh, Dahmer. You know, this night, Dylan Franis was the top qualifier uh, in the afternoon. Uh, really solid heat race. I mean, the guy coming into this red number one plate. Did you have him picked for the win, or did you think yeah, it was a surprise? No, no. I had I had Ferrandis picked for the win on this night, for sure. Um, I, I, I honestly thought it would probably be between him, maybe, you know, Christian, you know, maybe even, for sure, Justin Cooper, but... You know, and obviously Forkner. I mean, I, I mean, even, we we were even thinking maybe even it would be somewhere between Ferrandis and Forkner battling this thing out. Mm -hmm. And there's Kylie Marie uh, running the 32nd card. So yeah, I think this is a big one too. There's NYK right over Ferrandis' shoulder. But as this goes on, you know, Ferrandis would be the guy that you would think would would have the thing. But you know, Cooper was faster in the heat race, had the better lap time. So this could have gone either way. Here we are, Gates getting ready to drop, and here we go. What did you think of the Anaheim one track this year? Uh, it was okay. It was it was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It left a lot of options. Didn't break down too bad. There was enough to keep guys to keep them close, but not get them too gnarly and risk too many big injuries at the start of the season. But yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. Um, big thing that I thought was impressive at Anaheim one was the Penrite Honda team with Oldenburg and Clout. I mean, those guys had been together for a little bit. Uh, coming off of the Australian series, you know, Cloud had nearly won that SX1 title. Oldenburg was pretty good down there in SX2, so this was a good deal for them to put together. But as we do see as the race goes on, things do kind of fall apart. But a, a solid effort after so much time and so much uncertainty for both guys. Now, right here, when for, once Filker got in the lead, right here, I'm uh, right now. I was like, oh, this is he's gone. He he's going to check out. Mm -hmm. I, I thought for sure. I'm like, Fran, uh, Forkner is going to lay it down right now, and this this might be over. You know. That would have been a, been a big statement win for him too. You know, he hadn't won Anaheim one before in the past. And, and now look at and now look at Anton Ferrandis is in seventh place right now mm -hmm. on the 
second lap of this race. And a, and a decent way back, too, 3.2 seconds. Right. Jet, uh, Lawrence is in, Jet Lawrence is in 11th. Yeah. And who knew? Like, again, we're not going to talk about what happens in the future, but this was a big, like, a lot of question marks going into this race. Guys like uh, Clout, like Derek Drake, like Jet Lawrence, a lot of uncertainty on all those dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even here, you can see Parker's there. He's already got a little gap on Justin Cooper, you know. Christian's staying there. Right now, they're just seeing how the pace is, who's going to get settled in. You know, well, if his fork going to lay it down and just sprint on him, and is it going to be a battle for second? Mm-hmm. You know. And then here we go for that cut screen. So you can watch how fast. Really, Ferrandez goes by dudes fast. Like, he makes it look pretty easy when it goes around, like getting into that passing situation. He doesn't waste a lot of time. Yeah, he does ride a little bit aggressive, but he makes the pass stick every time. There's not a lot of back and forth between him and other dudes. Yeah. God, the track looks prime. Prime and a lot of high lines too. Uh, hey, what do you think about why nobody skims the whoops anymore? I, I mean, obviously the risk factor. You know, the the risk is is high. You know, I mean, look what happened to poor Malcolm last year at Phoenix. You know, I think it, it also probably has a lot to do with the bikes now too. Like they just hammer the whoops different than the two strokes used to. Yeah, they really beat them to where that's where I mean it, it gets even more toward dangerous to skim them because they're they get so beat up. Mm-hmm. The 450s just rip the just rip the tops of them apart. Yeah, and it's always that one deep cut line all the way through too. Look, okay, there's Ferrandis already all over most of it. Already up to fifth, and what was that mm-hmm. a lap and a half? Coming forward. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, you watch this guy. This guy is just going forward. Hey, if, you, uh, if you're if you on SwapMotoLive.com right now, go give that interview that we did with Jimmy Button a couple weeks back. Uh, just got posted to the site last week. Give that a read. That'll explain a lot about this relationship that him and Dylan have and how everything's going together. Dylan's going to be a 450 guy next year. That's an undisputed fact. And with rides like he's been putting in this year, you can see why he's pretty much got his pick of any team he would want to go to that's available. Uh, hey, what do you I mean, think dude, about? He's... Oh, dude, his riding style is gnarly. I mean, he's clearly the fastest guy. He's he's just charging. Mm-hmm. Look um, at that! Right by right by Moseman. Mm-hmm. That tunnel right jump was sick. Yeah, the tunnel jump was rad. They had a couple of those throughout the opening that were rad like that. You know, I, I I've always been a fan of the tunnel jump. They're awesome. Always reminds me of that old school, you know, Pontiac Silverdome. Mm-hmm. It was always had always had the over under. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That triple out of that corner of those ruts that was, was gnarly. so gnarly that night. Especially for a so two guy. Yeah. And you see how far he was just sitting back on that thing. And then you got Christian right here, mm-hmm. who looks like he's not even trying. His, his style is so perfect. Looking at Ferrandez's bike, like you and I talk about this stuff a lot, those big ape hanger bars, his different riding style, the fact that he has that cutout on the left side panel so oh. his boots don't oh. – Oh, yeah. Oh, see, there you go. He was like kind of skimming and then tried to start jumping and then just lost, almost lost, all, almost threw it away right there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ferrandez's bike setup is probably unlike anybody else on the starting line. And I think a lot of that comes with DV's input too. Uh, dude, I mean, he's, he's not a rookie. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he likes yeah. at this point in his career. He knows what works for him. And at, and then at this level going as fast as these guys go, you know, you better be comfortable at this level already with what you what you're doing. Hey, did you listen to that podcast I did with Osborne? I have not had a chance. Okay, 
yeah, that talks all about like how important little details and little parts and changes are and how big of an impact that makes for a guy on a bike. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, could you turn your TV down like two clicks? Yeah. All right, so back to the lead, Forkner, 1.3 seconds up on Cooper. Dahmer, at this point, what are you thinking? Well, like I said, I, I, I was already I was already going, oh, Forkner's, Forkner's going to gap, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, Ferrandez is coming, but is he going to run out of time, you know? Mm-hmm. Still skimming the whoops, too. Forkner is one of those dudes that just has, like, a very thorough, old-school style. Like, he knows, hey, this works. He doesn't try to change up a bunch of stuff. Scrubs a bit. But his riding style is solid, like, pretty picture-perfect. Yeah, he, he definitely, I, I, for the beginning there, some of the stuff you want to see him before he really turned pro, he looked like that kind of scrub. And I was like, oh, he's going to be one of those. But he's really, he's really you know, fine-tuned his, uh, his technique for sure. And as this year's, like last two years have gone on after throwing away so many you know, possible fast laps or race wins or whatever last year, he's dialed it back a little bit. He's not the gnarly aggressive guy that he was. But I think that he's finding that happy medium now, which is going to help extend his 250 career for the. Dude, and look at Ferrandez coming up that inside to him, skimming them, but he's on the far right. Nobody's going to that far right. That that might be, I think, one of that night where he was making up time on everyone because, and I'm sure the mistakes you can see the tracks getting rutted and the corners getting pretty beat up. Staying out of those beat up lines. Yeah. Yeah. But even right here, look at Cooper. Cooper kind of like he stayed there, you know. He just kept it right there the whole time. And doesn't really look like he's pushing hard. Just kind of no, in the he, flow, just kind of going for it. Yeah, he's like, I've got your pace. I maybe, I maybe right now, Justin Cooper's going. You know, if I need to, if I need to pick it up a little more. I can, you know. I'm still half, you know, got some time left in this main. But the the thing is, Ferrandez is coming like a freight train. Mm-hmm. He clicked. You know, Cooper took like point three seconds. Off look at that. Fork, L- yep. Look at that section. He tripled up the inside there. And see, that's what I was talking about with that pass. Like, he didn't dirty Craig, nothing too bad. No. But just went, took him high, took the line away, and then went on. See, and then look, at now you got Cooper all over Forkner. So, I don't know if Forkner – look, at Forkner's already looking, looking over. Back. Yeah, looking yeah. over. He's he's in desperation mode, you know. And who knows? Like you said, opening night, I'm, I wouldn't doubt maybe he's got, he got some arm pump right now, riding a little tight. Especially but, I mean, after he's still being injured in the, the season. Yeah, he's skimming through the whoops good, you know. But Justin, at this point right here, with seven minutes left, obviously looks like he's he's had enough. He's ready to start putting the pressure, and you know, running through that like top ten, top eleven guys that are there. I think Drake at this point was a big surprise. Same for Hartraft. Like seven, eight, two guys first rides on that TLD KTM team. This was a good result for them. Uh, McAdoo, you know, as they were running right then, pretty far off the pace. You know, to be twenty seconds back on a track like that is a big deal, but first race they're learning a lot it's a lot to figure out it each day uh mcadoo was pretty solid in his pro circuit debut that wasn't bad and mosman was riding solid at this point because we've all expected mosman to be a top five top three guy in 2020 yeah and then look at this look at he forker's now opened it back up again he's got a little gap again on, on cooper cooper's you know making little tiny mistakes here and there nothing nothing major but i think forkner is just putting some hot laps together and open that gap again on him. Look, he's back up to a one minute six. point six. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, but now, you know, for, and look at Ferrandez is still five seconds right there behind Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's almost like Ferrandez got into this here and then, you know, I don't know at this point he was still thinking he's going to come and he was still had plenty of time. 
who we got down here? Uh, that would be Clout. Clout. Mm-hmm. Hey, this was a big thing. Uh, this really wasn't talked about. Clout and Lawrence, you know, both Australian guys really trying to make their name as the next big Aussie talent. They had a couple good run-ins together. There was a lot of plastic, like, swapped back and forth during this In race. this race. Kept, oh, yeah, and I kept a big eye on it because it was good. And it's nothing, like, malicious. Um, kind of the vibe is that Jet has been, you know, the golden boy already before he had even done one AMA Pro Supercross race, especially when we were down in Australia for the Aussie X Open. And then for this to come in, Clout really wanted to let everybody know, like, hey, don't sleep on me. I'm, I could be one of the guys. Just give me a chance. Yeah. Still doing that three out of the corner. That was big. Yeah, that was that. That was I didn't. I didn't think the two the, the ruts coming out of that corner were gnarly. And then even here, they had these rhythms they could hit. It's like this was definitely a track. As the main events went on, if you could, if you could still hit the rhythms and do the lanes, you'd 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 just you'd save so much time. Notice how much they started cutting down in that. God, look how much they're jumping through. Yeah. I always love that when they the, no. the end of the night. Oh, end of the night, there'll be like five ruts in the corner for them turning down. Like look at this one. Look how many lines are in that corner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with uh, Forkner almost having that run in there, Dahmer, you've had enough close calls on the track. Do you think this even matters to those guys? Do you think that it even phases them at this point? Oh no way, no way. Like you're just so Not, in the zone at the at the at the moment. He might for a second, but. I'm sure even after the race, if you were like, "Oh man, you almost killed yourself on the corner," they'd be like, "What are you talking what, about? What, what are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. You know, you know. So four minutes to go. This thing looks like it's—I wouldn't say locked up, but it's kind of becoming a Forkner runaway here. Uh, yeah, but now right here, look at Cooper. Justin Cooper's kind of closing it up. Yeah, he's back back he's like back to about a second. Sucked into his rear wheel here. He's getting pulled along by Forkner. Now he's going to just hit his lines. Like right there, he's not he's not doing that that triple in that middle section that Forkner's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now now it's just going to come down to who doesn't make the mis- the the bad mistake. Mm-hmm. God, so that on off is gnarly. Oh, and there it is. I was, looking, one, I was just saying that on off is so gnarly. And yeah, I think like this whole setup. I mean, this is pretty now much that. The, hey, so hey, real quick. So I know he got penalized for that. So I mean, I. I I don't know how. I mean, yeah, he didn't. He didn't look at. He let up, but still, you, you can't. He had to have known you can't do that. You just can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah, and that's the thing is we've noticed that happen from guys quite a bit, and you have to wonder is that just a heat of the moment thing where they're just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I gotta get going. Of course, it's a panic. It's panic. But at a certain point too, like you have these things come up in your career. It this happens all the time. You know, you can't do stuff like that. Right. I mean, that like I said, I don't know how, and he. he there was nobody else coming. He could have. I mean, he could have easily just flung it around, went back. He, you know. I mean, I get his point. He was like, "Okay, I'm not going to pass him. I'm mm-hmm. just getting back in the line," you know. But now, but but like here, I mean, Ferrandez got by I me. Mean, even lost a position. Mm-hmm. What do you, you think know? was more like leading into that mistake? Was it the fact that he overshot and then landed on the knuckle on that on? Yeah, it looks like it, it looks like he off? went a little. Yeah, he looks like he went a little longer than he wanted to land on top of that tabletop, and and I'm sure it was already probably getting some notch holes on top, and it just it, it just went right. You know, he just flung up when I, he just ran out of real estate. You know what? We didn't even think about this because we didn't watch the heat races and discuss that. Forkner's gear was dirty in this, and do you remember why it was dirty? 
because him and Cooper had that gnarly battle on the heat race, and then they started talking shit to each other after the race. Mm. Do you want to start this now? So this That's makes right. that whole 250 main that we didn't even think about even gnarlier. Yeah, true. That's true. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. The, I thought yeah, it was interesting that he raced with 30 gear, like as a point, because he totally had another set of Fox gear waiting to go, but he just kept on the dirty stuff. Yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to be like, no, remind me, I'm going to get scrappy out there. Mm-hmm. This was a good hit. And then look at now now Cooper's on cruise control. Ferrandis is coming. Ferrandis Ferrandis must have had some problems because he didn't really pick up much much ground on these guys toward the end, you know. Mm-hmm. And he uh I think he knew at this point like we're not gonna make any more of a run. Anything like that, but he still pushed. I mean Dylan's big strength is that he has the pace the whole race. It's not like oh. he fades off or like conserves anything. He goes for it the whole time. Ah, look at that seat bounce. This guy's just poetry to watch. You got to see him today. I did. He was at Paris today, and it was a little slimy from the mud. And it, I literally looked. I don't know how he could go as fast as he. I barely made it around the track the first lap, and he was on rails. Hey, are you surprised? Like you know, you and I seen him race quite a bit we've had a lot of discussions about him just in passing and everything are you surprised he's as good as he is from that first season when he was here no not at all he, yeah, he me was, neither. he's always been good i think he's His... caught some people by surprise but a lot of people that watched that first year even before he crashed in atlanta were like yeah this kid's legit oh yeah he's gnarly he's gnarly and i dude i can't wait to see him on a 450 next year mm-hmm I think he's he's gonna he's really gonna be. I I don't I don't see why he can't be right into the mix right off the bat. Right away, yeah, he oh, could yeah. totally be one of those guys that does set fast lap time and qualifying all that. I, I mean, yeah, he he rides that. He already rides that two fifty like at the at the at its edge everywhere he's at all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, look at he even made some mistakes in that rhythm with two laps to go. And they so don't he even clearly look like mistakes. Yeah, look at tripled there. He's doing that clean right to that inside line. He's riding this far right the whole night. Still, yeah. Now he's somewhat trying to go through skimming it and jumping through. Cooper's mm-hmm. got it on wrap on cruise control. Hey, you and I have we've gotten to walk these tracks quite a bit. I know you've been on track walk. I'm on it every week. What's the uh, gnarliest thing that you see? Uh, week in and week out that you're just like, yeah, uh, I don't want to do any of that. Uh, it's the whoops. The I mean, obviously the whoops, even the race, you can tell, obviously the whoops are the, are the, is the big, you know, separation for these guys, you know, or, or unless there's some section, I mean, there's been many times where we've even walked and I'm like, and I've been like, dude, you know, or we've seen something like, dude, I can't believe they're jump. Or I think, you know, maybe they'll jump this nah, And then they end up jumping some section. I'm like, Holy crap! They really did jump in that section. Like mm-hmm. I, I know, I thought maybe, but you know, sometimes I, sometimes the excite bike in me comes out, and I'm like, oh yeah, they, they'll build up this whole section, you know. And you know, when it happens, you're like, holy crap! They really did that, you know. I think the thing about any like pro level racer that impresses me the most is the fact that they see these hidden lines that are out there because I just see a bunch of jumps. I'm just like, yeah, you'll jump from this one to this one to this one. But they know like, oh yeah, you'll go three here, two here, step on, step off. I don't see that stuff sometimes the same way those guys do. You know what? And, and this, this was Justin Cooper's first supercross race win, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, and I mean, could it have been any of a sweeter win? I mean, you got out front, you led for four or five minutes. You battled with the dude you were just talking trash to. Cru- cruising, you know, 
yeah, you know, it's it doesn't come any easier than that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, this was the first one because he didn't win anything last year. That right, Brandis got Brandis got second. For I mean, if we look at it, besides Cooper, I don't know if we really thought Cooper would win it, but Forkner, Ferrandis, right there, Christian Craig. You know, the the players in this West Coast side is who we is who ended up toward the front. You know. Okay, another interesting thing that we didn't really talk about. Remember, there was that talk of who's going to ride alongside Dylan. Is it going to be Cooper or is it going to be Shane McElrath? Justin didn't know until late Friday night, early Saturday morning, what he was going to do. And that's well, going to be another big thing too. Like, okay, am I him and that him and that not? guy, him and that guy that was hugging him right there, Don's favorite uh, little guy to pick on, Will Hahn. He uh, they 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 had an excellent game plan put together this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. You know, and Cooper is, uh, as we get into the right now, present day stuff, I think he's a free agent. I think this is a contract year for him. I don't see that guy wanting to leave that team for any reason, do you? I don't see that team letting him go. Uh, yeah. I don't see why you would, because there's not really, I mean, he's your next guy in the direct pipeline to pick it up where Ferrandis is right now. Him and McElrath, but I mean, like, he's a proven dude that's been under the uh, Swanepoel system for quite a bit. Yeah, and I think Justin Cooper is the total package. Supercross, outdoors, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be in contention for both titles, outdoors and and, and Supercross. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now uh, commercial break right now. You can see the skid steers and all that stuff coming in to help tune the track up. Dahmer, you're home by it at this point, and then I'm running over to the podium to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, by, I'm, by, I'm this time already running to the parking lot, jump my car, bomb home. And and then watch it on TV, mm-hmm. all from the beginning again, <laughs> all over again. And then I'll usually watch it again, like uh, on Sunday late afternoon, evening before I have to watch whatever my wife wants to watch on Sunday night, probably or, or uh, Sunday football. Or yes, if well, right here, yeah, Sunday football for Sunday night football for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, when you're watching the race, what uh, what is it that's most what are you looking for the most when you're watching? Is it line uh, choices? Is it battles? What is it? Yeah, no, it's funny. I I I end I end up getting drawn in and sucked into with if just if and remember I'm I'm at the mercy of what they're showing me. So if I'm fortunate enough to get if they if they are following a Ferrandis or somebody that's going and just seeing what lines they're taking, how's he doing? I mean I mean dude, I see stuff. I'm always like, oh my god, you know, look, I can't believe he just went through there that fast. You know, that was insane. I mean, I, I rewind stuff a lot. You know. To watch it again like oh you know look at what he did there that was crazy you know and he just did it clean you know i, I like to see that stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah i, think, I, I uh, like that because i have to watch it a couple times later in the week because you don't see anything on the floor like don and i have talked about that quite a bit in the past but you can't see one side of the track from the other you don't see some no, big and, mistakes that are made things like that and even in the stadium even in the stadium i mean you know i've i've whether you're on the floor you know in the first row up higher you still hard to see you know close up of, of how the ruts or the or the corner or what's happening and what they're you know what's happening you know what they're having to traverse through to, to do what they're doing mm-hmm. okay uh you know i always like when you tell me stories what's your uh best anaheim have you been in the knot hole club uh no i never really go in there i've never really gone in there during supercross okay what's your best anaheim story then as far as what as far as like you know, you've been a million times. Like, what's your best Anaheim one, dude? I don't know. There's really nothing that stands out that like so 
crazy, you know. I mean, dude, I've, 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 I mean, there I was at, I was at 86 Anaheim, Ricky Johnson, David Bailey battling, you know, all the way to now. So, so it's, it, yeah, I've seen amazing races, you know, we've seen all the eras, the showtimes, you know, Bubba, you know, there's, there's been, you know, uh, uh, to me personally, through all of them, I mean, you gotta remember, I, I was younger at the time. So, you know, walking in that stadium and seeing, you know, Ricky Johnson, you know, Jeff Ward, the dogger, you know, Ron Lachine, those guys, you know, you know, I, at that time I was, you know, what, uh, 11, 12, 13, you know, those guys were like, you know, they were bigger than life, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you saw them and, you know, and, you know, it was just, you know, but, and, and that was the other thing back then, you know, they were more stylish. They were more, you know, you know, throwing stuff, you know, they, they, you know, they, they made it look a little flashier, you know, they were still racing hard, but you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a different time, you know. And then obviously, you know, then you know, then you then you even got into the you know the the Damon Bradshaws that came in and threw some electricity into it all, you know. And then it seemed like it's you know, the, the, and then I mean, dude, I remember I remember when the '91 when the peak bike, the peak Honda Pro Circuit just came out of nowhere, and bam, these white Hondas were on the track, and everyone was like, "What the hell is this?" Mm -hmm. You know. And they, and for some reason, those bikes seemed to be like the fastest 125s everyone anyone's ever seen. You know, yeah. You know, and that was that was like the first time anyone had been. Like the whole team was in those AXO kits. You know, MC Lammy. You know, Jeremy Buell, Brian Swink. Those guys were in these complete one. You know, I mean, now you see the the star guys are kind of a spitting image of that. The Geico guys, you know. So it, it, that was the first time you really saw that because before that it was. You know, I mean, you look at the characters: Ricky Johnson, Jeff Ward, Ron Lachine. You know, Johnny O'Mara. You know the, these legends that had their—they were their own individual look, their own individual style. You know, you know all those guys, Mickey Diamond. They all just had their own, you know, look. Mickey Diamond was kind of the rock star, had the long hair. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, R.J. the bad boy. You know, the dogger, of course. You know, so you know, you you had these guys that were individual characters. You know, they all had their own custom signature. You know, custom helmet painted that they that they all had. You know. You know, so it was it was different. You know, I mean, I mean, like I said, it's gotten better. I know there was a time in motocross where it was real stagnant, and everyone seemed to just have these, you know, these you know helmet, no, you know, these production. Everyone was like in this production look, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, what you know. was the MC era like? Like peak MC, like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Dude, uh, oh, you know, you know what? I mean, or into the early two thousands too, yeah. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. You know, God bless MC. What he did, it was it was a game changer, right? I mean, he was the definitely the Michael Jordan of our sport. But you know, he'll always be right. I mean, he, he is the king. So so and and he got that name because he he was super cross. You know what I mean? There was people that I talked to that didn't know him more than they were like, oh, who's this Jeremy? They knew who he was. You know. So, I mean, he was more than just your sport. People outside knew who Jeremy McGrath was, you know. And, and although, although it was funny, you know, you know, those Anaheims, it was like 250 made a bet. Boom, MC whole shot. And that was, people would literally just start leaving. I, I remember it clear as day. People would just start leaving because it was over. There was, he, he was going to lay it down and lay the fastest laps you saw for about four or five laps. And then it was over. It was just cruise control. And then if you waited, you got to see the knack-knacks and some style and some, and some, you know, some, some stuff go down. And it was entertainment. It was rad, you know. What were those uh, old Anaheim pit parties like, you know, before it was $25 a park and nobody was allowed to drink? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was glamorous on concrete. 
100%. It was glamorous on concrete at Anaheim. It was out of control. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was always some type of parties after, you know, big old parties that would just go into the night. And that's, you know, that, that was when a time when, you know, those guys showed up there. They wanted to go and have, you know, they were, they were that age where it was, you know, go, go to the club, hit, you know, Club Metro, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. all the places out here that you would go to uh, when they weren't riding, you know, you know, and then, and then Anton, the early 2000s, that redhead freckle kid messed it all up. Oh, he knows he messed it up too. We've talked yeah. about this multiple times with him and it's he hilarious because it he knows and he didn't mean to mess it up. He's just like, yeah, my bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricky yeah. wants to have a good time. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, of Ricky course. really wants to have a good time now. Um, so yeah, now going back through this, like, thinking about Forkner in this position as he gets interviewed on the podium and then that whole podium finish gets taken away. Christian gets bumped up. I mean, this is a, this is probably a weird deal to have to sit through and then explain like, Oh yeah, I know that whatever I say right now is probably not going to mean anything in an hour. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you can see there. It just, that bike just, he just went right. He got really lucky. Didn't bend like, you know, the, the rear brake or anything like that backwards. I mean, that was a great save. He definitely, I mean, once you get into those hay bales, you never know what's going to happen. Have you ever crashed you know? into those? No, I haven't. Dude, it's like hitting like a mattress. Like just jump on your couch cushion. Oh, my God. I was going to say, I called it a hay bale, and they're obviously not hay bales anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've hit hay bales in my day. Those don't do very well either. No, they just, those actually probably are worse. Yeah, they're worse. They're way worse to hit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just kind of going forward with this stuff. Uh, what was your favorite kid of that 250 class? I mean, we didn't see a lot, but what was there? Was there a look that you saw that you're just like, yeah, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I, I, I remember. That, I mean, in this way, with Christian coming through, dude, that that Geico Honda guys kit, that all red with the, I mean, it was with the chrome accents. It was pretty. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. And good I, on I, those I was, guys. Yeah, they do always do a good a good look. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I was I was really impressed with that whole shift look. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same for the 250 class. That would be my favorite. Just because they changed the graphics, they had the seat covers that matched, all the stuff that went with it. Awesome ad campaign to launch that whole set of gear. It was a good kit. And that whole, the the, the Scott goggle, Ithaca collab goggle, that thing turned out sick. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How about Forker? He, he's on here, and he already won the lotto with his little monster girl. Boy likes to talk. He he knows like if he gets on the podium he's gonna tell you everything that happened and good for him too because there's no shortage of quotes. Yeah, I know that's good. He does fine. You yeah. know he's he he's got a lot ahead of him of, of interviews, so he's he knows what to do. He don't you know he he talks. I hate when they're when they're so robot or or they just don't say anything. I mean you know, there's they gotta find that happy medium. You know. Okay. Hey, I've been watching uh, while we're on hiatus. I've been watching the Drive to Survive series. And we were watching Gasly's episode last night where he's, you know, taking... Drive to Survive, F- F1 series. F1 yep. series, yep. And uh, just watching all that and all the heat Gasly takes, you know, in the media. And then even uh, Gunter Steiner, he takes uh, pretty much a bullshit question, I would say, from that one guy in the media thing. And I know people kind of give us hell because we don't ask hard-hitting questions or whatever like that. Uh, I can see why certain guys think the media is out to get them. Oh my God! I mean, if 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 any of you listening that follow F one closely and, and follow that side, and if have seen what Anton's talking about this driving and survive series that they put out, this is what the second season of it. Yeah. And I mean, if you go back, I mean, go back and watch last season, and go right into the season that just happened because it's it, it, youth. If I, I mean, I hope Moto guys are pretty. They they they've got to look at that and go, man, we got it easy because 
yeah, their media just gets in their face and just tells them straight out, just like right, like there is no hiding. And good you know? on and good on the uh, the guys getting asked questions too. The you know the people that are in the sport, the guys that run the race teams and all that stuff, they don't take the shit back. Like they give it back. He told that one guy, "I'm not going to give you a sound bite or a headline like that." Like that's just kind of hacky journalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's very political with what goes on in that series. Mm-hmm. You know, I think our media here is a little more you know a little more more relaxed and and you know wants to you know help push everyone and obviously we're trying to grow our sport and 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 everyone work together to push it out and make it bigger and bigger and they're you know, big you can't, enough yeah they're massive i mean you're you know i mean you can see through those through those through that series of what they these teams spend over there is just unbelievable you know and and i think the second series you really saw how much pressure each one of those drivers is under mm-hmm. you know i mean at the end of the day when they get into that car you know, everything from back at the factory to the workers to the team managers and the owners and the mechanics. I mean, they, once you get a the car, their whole everything, their whole livelihood is now in your hands, literally. Mm-hmm. You um, know, I think the other big thing too, the whole media thing that's different. Uh, these guys don't get a, those guys don't get a lot of time with the drivers. Like if you see them at a scrum or something, that's pretty much all you get. We hang out with these dudes quite often. Yeah, obviously access uh, is a little it's different. It's way different, yeah. You know? Uh, hey, Dahmer, while they uh, tune the sand up here, I think it's time we take a commercial break on the Fast House Race Companion podcast. So go get a refill on your drink. Uh, we'll come back right before the 450 main event kicks off, and we'll talk about that 20-minute duel. You ready? I can't wait. I can't wait. See you in a second. What's up? This is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha team, and I trust the Rye Helmet. I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan and that the people who work at Arai are obsessed with building the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me, and this is why I choose Arai Helmets. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer, and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So. Head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. Worst Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Motoconcept Honda. Check them out at WorksConnection.com. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, 
we become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. All right, hey everybody, thanks for uh, listening to the commercials on the Fast House uh, Race Companion podcast. It's me and Dahmer. We're just hanging out. I hope you got a refill on your drink of choice or whatever you're doing right now. I, I had a new piece of pizza. Dahmer, you got a new black organ martini. We're ready to go here on a Friday night. So, yeah, uh, 450 Main is on the gate. Uh, we'll give you the timestamp to get ready to go to. Dahmer, any last thoughts on that 250 class before we get to the big dogs? No, it's funny, it, you know, obviously we know what, what's come of that, but, you know, it's kind of, it almost kind of set, you know, set it up for what was to lie, what was coming ahead. You know, and even then, like I said, what did Jet Lawrence finish inside the top 10, nine or something? Nine, I mean, yeah. you know, for him, for him overall, like that's a great ride, right? He should be pumped on that. Little did we know what was going to lie ahead with him, you know, as you know, I mean, but yeah, you know, like I said, as far as the Forkner, Christian, Ferrandis, Cooper, you know, I think I think we we were we got what we thought we were going to get. Okay, um, going back to that night, <clears throat> was there any guy that you watched that race that you're like, oh man, this could be a long season for them? Um, you know what, Alex Martin. Okay. You know, I I really thought Alex would be up there a mix of these guys. You know, uh, I I I thought for sure like, okay, this might be Amart's time to freaking be a top podium guy in this West coast. And, you know, he was a little back, you know, Moseman, I, I, Moseman, good ride. Obviously he got, he got better as it went on. He, he was in a good spot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really, I really thought Mitchell Oldenburg was going to be a part of this mix. Yeah, I did too. Um, but then he obviously I mean, we crashed, saw crashes yeah. and, you know, first race nerves, especially for that first team, you know, first race for the team in the U S stuff like that. So right. I get it. Uh, I think the same thing for Alex. Um, and then we do find out later on, you know, day, a couple days later, they struggle with the setup of that bike. You know, they, they had worked so much last year. It's the exact opposite of the problem that they had. They put too much emphasis on supercross in 2019 that the outdoor package suffered. And then now it sounds like they did the exact opposite now, uh, where just, they missed the mark on that bike in this first part, but good for Alex. You know, I think of maybe if a lot of people don't know, he was the only dude that had a two-year contract with Suzuki. So he's a very large reason, you know, the JGR is out there. Uh, JGR did a lot of stuff now to make sure that there were other guys in the 250 class. And I mean, it's un- unbelievable to think that Amart's been the guy, even with the season he's had, has been the best, best guy for JGR. Yeah. And I mean, Amart's a guy who's so fast, so much talent. You know, obviously, hard worker, great shape, and he's just super knowledgeable. I, I, super knowledgeable about you know, no, no, you know, knows knows the ins and outs of it, and somehow he just kind of does. He, he just seems to always have these little little mistakes, and it, almost in the you know, kind of always in the bad you know wrong place at the wrong time kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You know. Yeah, because I think honestly, like you'd be hard pressed to find a guy that has more race experience and race craft and and fitness level of this than Alex like he knows what to do he's just been the unfortunate end of bad circumstances quite a few times uh yeah I mean he's I mean I I don't I mean I I would say his only real weakness is his genetical genetic challenge he's a smaller stature guy Mm -hmm. you know 
And I mean, clearly, as we've seen many times, he struggles through the whoops. You know, he mm-hmm. constantly has problems in the whoops. That, and then one of the older guys of the 250 class. I don't think a lot of people remember right. him. Like, I mean, he's in his late 20s, which is quite a bit. So, I mean, he is, we know Alex is what he is, and that's not a, to discredit him. It's just this is the situation that he's in right now. Right. Um, right. Derek Drake, I mean, he was the other rookie in this thing. What did you think of him? Yeah, him and Hart Raff. I mean, for for I mean, like I said, part of the you know that that group of, of rookies that that were up in this in you know in toward the top ten and stuff that were, you know, great rides for these guys for for especially for A one. I mean, mm-hmm. as you know, you know the tension that day is the the buildup of that day. You know, you're you're literally, you, dude. It's almost like the Emmy Awards of our sport. Like that opening round is the who's who. You know, that comes to that race. You know, mm-hmm. so. You know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's definitely got to be a nerve wracking thing for for a rookie. And then, you know, you're in that stadium and the track. And I'm sure, I'm sure they're tracks it. But for some reason, I'm sure that day that track probably looks so gnarly compared to anything else they ride. For some reason, I, I wouldn't doubt. You know. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you're mixing with all these guys that are going as fast, if not faster than you, all around you. You know, you you can't really. They don't really do that at the practice tracks where they're battling, you know, three, four guys with each other, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Even when you go to Milestone and it could be a crowded day, you might be able to get a fast lap in or you might not have a, like, bar-to-bar battle with another dude. That's all this is. This is completely different than anything else you test for. I mean, even at the the local Supercross tracks, you know, I mean, during this time we were still at Milestone, so it was like, No, Milestone was gone by now. Was it gone already by now? Yeah. Okay, so that's right, that's right. So... But, you know, in past, you'd see them at Milestone on the Supercross track, and now, obviously, at State Fair, they're there on that track. And, and you know, no one's battling. There ain't no, there's no. no racing going on there. You know, no one's no one's like, okay, hey, let's just three lay it down right now, and let's see who can win. You know what I mean? They, that doesn't happen at these tracks. You know, it's all, it's all, it's all time. It's all stopwatch, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, now you're racing, and, and, you know, as you know, and racing's, racing's different than at the track. You know, obviously, they'll, they'll all tell you you can never – you can never, you know, get that race pace and, and, you know, and, you know, redo it. And, and what, what do you say? What's the word I'm looking for? Recreate it at the practice track. No, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do, you know, and, and obviously there's a lot of things that come into play. Other riders, you know, I mean, you know, dude, you could, you could go through a rhythm section and there's two dudes on each side of you and you're going, Oh my God, I hope this guy, he doesn't move over six inches or we're, we're smoked. We're done. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody so in a, somebody in a, how was your weekend that I've done at some point in the 10 weeks this year kind of talked about like, I was, it was uh, Pierce Brown. He it was after he did Anaheim or Atlanta press day. And he's like, yeah, you know, this is different because with the tough blocks and everything there, the track looks completely different than anything you've ever ridden before. Like it's little I, things that make a huge, huge difference. Totally. Totally. You know, even though, even though they know the triple is probably the exact same as it is at their uh-huh. practice track. The whoops are the same. The rhythm, you know, there's, the obstacles aren't that much different from what these guys have at all of their tracks, you yep. know. So it's just it's just now you've got, you know, riders around you. Stuff's happening. And at this level, stuff happens really quick. Dude, think about little things, too. Riding at 930, 10 o'clock at night. Uh, right. Riding under the lights. Riding in the, with this different moisture that comes out in the dirt or if it gets beaten down a different way. Look, I mean, you can look at the track right now. The sand section that you're seeing, you know, looks great, but then you can look off in some turns and you can just see these gnarly ruts through it. And you're just like, yeah, dude, this part might be good, but the other part of it is just bombed out. Yeah. Like even, I mean, I mean this, the time this main event comes on, it's going to be, you know, 9 PM, 
you know, West Coast time in the dark. The, it's gotten colder. You know, Anaheim Stadium's, you know, not that far. where It's really close to the to the ocean right there. So, you know, you're getting by this time, you're getting that nighttime dew that's coming in. Everything's getting wet, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, the track already, you can see the dirt is so dark. I, I, dude, I wouldn't even be able to ride. I, I wouldn't even see the ruts. I wouldn't see anything, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, that's I mean, there's a there's a lot that comes in, especially in, and, and even these 450. I, I always say it. The watch, uh, you know, that's what I love about the GoPro, you know, the, the GoPro on boards that, that we would put on Swap Little Live and stuff. Everyone, whether it's or whether it's Kenny or, or you know, or, or Adam this year, like like those first laps when they when they go, it's just savagery. I watch it and I'm like, oh, my God, like like the guy next to you is just so gnarly. They're so gnarly in those opening laps. I don't know how they do it. It's just I mean, your bloodstream, your, your blood goes through the roof just watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have yeah. uh, I have an Apple watch, so I'll like record my heart rate sometimes. Like I'll just like glance down at it before the 450 main starts. And for the Anaheim races, it'll be like 140 beats per minute. And I'm just standing next to the track. Like that's how get like into it. You get just watching being this close. So, yeah. yeah and, and, and so just yeah, imagine being that dude. That's what I mean. And, and like they said, those opening laps of a 450 main event is so gnarly. They're mm-hmm. so gnarly. There's so much happening all around you and like i said if you don't get the start you are you know seventh eighth ninth place in that gap you know you're just in the mix of of where things go where things go wrong because there's so many guys together and those rhythm sections are so gnarly you know and it only takes one guy to make a mistake and as a there's a bad ending mm-hmm. okay um right before we press play Dahmer, you're a lifelong california resident people all over the country every time we've talked to some guys like what's the one race you got to go to and it's a race at anaheim uh, what is it that makes Anaheim so special for a guy that's done it a million times? Um, well, I mean, obviously for us, it's 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 home. You know what I mean? We we don't know. You know, that's just the way it's been. Obviously, like I've told you, I've I've been going to Anaheim since you know the mid '80s. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and be- before that, uh, even to a couple Coliseum races. You know, in the late '70s, early '80s, I don't remember much. I was too young, but it was taken there. You know, my dad took me there. So so you know. Yeah, you know, the, the, it's just that. But like that, especially this one, Anaheim one, as you know, the build up, even for us media, going, getting build up to it. You know, from from getting your credential to, you know, the, there's so much involved of of what's going to happen. You know, of, of you know, from our side and sponsors and features, whatever we do, it's like there's so much build up for us to execute everything. And on top of that, you know, like you said, everyone goes to it. There's you you're, you're, you feel like you've talked to a million people the entire day, you know? Mm-hmm. I think my big thing is uh, not making an ass of myself in the press conference uh, on Thursday or Friday or whenever it is that year. I'm trying not to get back on KTLA like I did that one year. Uh, that's like <laughs> the most nerve-wracking thing. Everything else is just business as usual. Uh, you can hype and stress about it and everything like that, but then you get there on Saturday and – yeah, the bikes go out on the track at the same time as always, and you can just kind of be in that race to get news out there. But this was a good Anaheim one this year. There was nothing gnarly where I had to run back to my computer and say so-and-so got broken off and they're not going to No, everything, everything went smooth. Everything the whole day went smooth. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. All, all, all the Anaheim. I mean, I mean, shoot, at one chance, at one time we had three of them. Mm-hmm. You know, three of them was gnarly. That you third know? one sucked, though. Like, it would get yeah, so long in the tooth. Yeah, it was almost like it was like it was like deja vu. You're like, here we are again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was funny because even for us, you know, those three, it was it felt like an entire season already had happened. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you know, and it was just starting because they hadn't, you know, they were just about to start going back east. You know, now they're back east for us. I feel like we haven't, you know, seen Supercross for, since. Well, I mean, the last one I went to, I think, was Phoenix. Fe- you oh no, San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego is my last one, and like I said, I feel it feels like forever ago already. Mm-hmm. All right, hey guys. So uh, let's press play on the 450 main event. If you're watching on the NBC Sports uh, Gold Pass. Uh, two hours, 36 minutes exactly is where Dahmer and I are, so you can join in, press play on the fun. We'll count it down here in just a second, and we'll go on from there. Dahmer, are you ready? No. You're not? I'm ready. not. Hang on. I don't know what happened. I got moved. Oops. <laughs> my my Apple TV controller is so touchy. Oh, okay, okay. Like, you can't even... Hold on. I'm coming up. I'm 10 seconds away. Okay, yeah, so perfect thing to talk about. You know, we're seeing the stadium as it is right now. Everybody's watching along. Dahmer, what are your, uh, your thoughts as we get ready to watch the 450 main event here? Who did you have picked that night? Um, I actually had Ken Roxon picked for this night. Okay, um, okay. I, I figured it was either going to be between Ken, oh, Eli, you know. I mean, I mean, yeah, Barsha won last year. Did we have Barsha picked again? No. No, I don't think many did, you know, um, not nothing discredited against Justin, but I think going is, you know, I, I didn't think at all. I mean, I, I also even had a little bit of like, wow, maybe, maybe Adam Cicerello comes in and does the rookie freaking Anaheim one win and just here we go. You know, uh, I don't, I don't know, but you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, I was thinking Roxon. Um, I just thought that it would be a good time. You know, he had been built up, but there, I, there were a lot of questions about Ken at this time of the year because, if you read those preseason interviews from last December, he really alluded to how sick he still was and figuring out the things that were going on from there. And I was like, man, if he doesn't have this thing figured out now, this is going to be a long 17 races. And then come to find it doesn't seem to be a big deal at all. So yeah. good for him. All right. Yeah. Uh, are you there Let's right now? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. All right. So here we go. And there he is, Ken Roxon right there. Uh, Dean, hey, you know what? Dean has been a big surprise. I think even seeing Dean at Anaheim one this year was a huge, huge testament to how uh, fit and how mentally strong that guy is. I mean, Dean, when poor Dino got hurt at Vegas, I mean, he and that's that's funny. Dino gets to that where he gets going, he's going so fast, and you're like, all right, here we go, here's Dino, and then you know, disaster strikes for the poor kid. So him getting hurt like he did at Vegas. Coming, I mean, like I said, I didn't expect my, and, and it's funny, we've all seen since up until, you know, it ended at Daytona, you've seen uh, Dino just getting faster and faster and stronger and faster. You know, I, I just need, we just need to see Dean complete series. That's, that's more than anything what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, remember the big thing on this night, which I didn't know at the time, I had talked to Cooper on Friday afternoon, everything was good. Saturday night, he is deathly ill. Like, the fact that right. he is even on the starting line, I, I didn't know this. Um, I didn't until later look at, that look night. At, look at the over. Man of Steel. Look at, look at Nick back there. Look at that. Dude, NYK is ready he's, to go. He's in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Look at Nick. I love it. Look at him. Yeah, what's uh, up? Did you look see at the it, eyebrows? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. He knows. Okay, there's little, there's little internet back there, yeah. too. Uh, oh, yeah. Nick Nick was ready. He knew he knew my guy's ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, you were there. Uh, Chad throwing that knack-knack last Anaheim one. Uh, awesome. I, I I feel bad for what's happened with Chad. I mean, it was kind of his farewell when he was racing and doing it, you know. You know, it, 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 it was, you know, like I said, I, I've seen this guy race forever from back when he was on GP, 
you know, I, I was kind of a part of when he first came here and rode San Diego when he rode for uh, off-road exports of Australia in when I worked for MSR and was the MSR exporter and brought him here. They, they, were in a, they were in a Penske, you know, box van at San Diego and he qualified and it was like, oh, wow, okay. And I'm thinking, who's this Australian guy, you know? Right, Little here, did we know. Little did we know. Here we go. Uh, surprise, surprise. Vince Freeze at the front. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Justin. Yeah, Vince Freeze, Justin Hill. That's Freezy. There's Justin, the smart top boys up front. Hey, what know? do you think about the team this year? I think uh, them signing Justin was pretty unprecedented. I don't think a lot of people expected him to be as good as he is, but I think this has been a good environment for him. And he was eager to show, hey, I'm ready to be in the hunt for this thing at Anaheim 1. This whole team has just been... I mean, I mean, if, if they give a top 450 team award, I mean, it's this guy's. I mean, all of them are in the hunt every weekend. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so going back to this thing right now, you know, here we are in the main event. Barsha wasted no time straight to the front with that pass on freeze. And yeah, and even, even here, I was, like, I was like, oh, look at Justin, okay. But I'm like, okay, he's not going to last. He's not going to last. There's AC. Even at this point, I'm like, oh, man, is Brayton going to bring over that Australian Supercross streak that he's got? Is he really going to, you know, carry from, you know, 2019, winning his first Supercross? Can JB get up here be the guy, you know? But here, I mean, AC just looks so strong. Look at, yeah, Justin, he turned low on Justin, and, you know, that was just a racing incident. That wasn't anything, you know, that was just AC cut down a lot closer than Justin. But look, look at that. Look how many spots Justin lost that quick. That's yeah. how that's how gnarly this class is. Hey, you remember too? There was a lot of buzz that was made up about uh, AC and Hill running in with each other, but everybody saw, like you could see from Adam's GoPro and then other replays, like it's not that it was a dirty move. He just cut down. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that was for sure. You know, and then the, then and then there's Webb. Just somehow this guy just ends up in the mix of it. Mm-hmm. Rocks and two right behind him. Yep. Yeah. But uh, see here, look at look at AC. Laying in a freeze, giving him a little elbow grease. Mm-hmm. And I then love looking it. back, at, making looking sure. Looking back at him. Yeah. Because you know that's that, a guy that you got to really get away from as soon as you make the pass. I don't think he, I, I think I was AC. I, I could totally see AC in his helmet and be like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Don't get mad. Oh, my God. I <laughs> got to go. I got to go. Yeah. 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 Oh, I better, I better drop the hammer. He's gonna, I'm going to get freezed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, dude, totally. Um, yeah, how this race is going already. I mean, Three minutes goes by, so we're two and a half minutes in at this point. It goes by so fast. And look at all the stuff that's already happened, and you can't even keep track. Barsha I mean, and An- Anton, look at top top 10 is only six seconds. I mean, look at him. I mean, there's it's a battle for the lead, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and with the top 10. They're just going. What is it that you think makes this pace so close? Like, do you think that it's because everybody's on that same skill level? Well, do you think it's because all the bikes are so close? Is it because the I think line choices? Yeah, this track, too, was pretty tight. You know, a lot of turns. You know, the, the way the ruts formed in the corners. You know, look at here. I mean, they're single file through there. You know, mm-hmm. there's not much you can do except follow and wait for, for an opportunity. Oh, look at AC, like, manualed into that last one. Mm-hmm. Dude, he does so many cool little things that I think that maybe some people don't pick up on. But his, Well, dude. Yeah, he, he has a lot of little tips and tricks that gets him through the race. Well, and dude, I mean, I mean look at him. He's six foot three. I mean, he's got leverage. He can do that. Uh, Alex Martin can't do what AC does on the bike with that. He's just, he just physically can't. You know the thing about AC that I'm always like, huh, that's weird, but when I watch him is the scrub. Like, he scrubs and he kicks the foot out all the time. Right, that that foot just, that front toe oh, just kicking. comes out. Yep. Yeah, I love it. But look at, look at Brayton. He's like, whoa, but I don't think Brayton expected AC to be there. 
No. You know what? I mean, look at AC's charging. I don't think a lot of people expected Adam to be that fast. I didn't. I I expected him to be qualifying fast, but I didn't think main event pace on the first race. Yeah, and and I really really was like, I, I even now when I saw him, I'm like, oh, man, just don't. Don't throw it away. Like you, you need to be there in the end. Don't don't let your emotions and excitement, the rookie year, the fourth come in and, and get the best of you. You know. And then look at Barsha, just Dude. on rails, on rails, up tripling. Look at tripling in, tripling there out. I mean, that's look at that cut. Cut it so low. Mm. He was on rails this night. Yeah, you know, and revving the piss out of that thing. Oh my. Oh god. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, just killing the valves. Okay, uh, Tomac, 10th place, just makes that pass on Hill, so he's up to 9th now. At this point in the night, are you panicked for Eli, or are you like, yeah, no, this is how this, things this go? Is typical. this is typical how Eli starts it off. Especially at Anaheim 1. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eli knows. He's been in this too long. He knows. Get through, a, get through Anaheim 1. You know, don't do anything dumb. You know, get past the jitters and the, the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, for you, I mean, Anaheim 1 is always cool. What's your favorite part to see when we get to that first race and you walk through the pits or you see bikes or you see guys in the tunnel? Like, what's the thing that you're just like, hell yeah, this is Anaheim 1, this is sick? Um, for me, it's getting to see the track. When, okay. when I can go, when I can come in and see the inside the stadium and see the track and, and, and you know, you hear, you hear the music in the stadium kind of playing around, you know, and it's just... Yeah, you just soak it all in and like, yeah, you know, here we go. You know, another great year. It's it's it's, it's going to be on, you know. And then and then that too. I, I I love walking the pits and seeing you know all the new. I mean, we get to kind of see it on Friday for press day, you know. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's the same thing. I mean, even not Friday when we get inside the stadium and see it for the first time, even though it's not fully complete, you know, you get to see you know all the new gear, all the new line. You know, several companies usually have something fresh. You get to see all the new graphic kits you know, what everyone's run, you know, new looks. And that, that's the exciting part of it, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's always going to be the gear for me. I mean, I love the racing and all that stuff, but that right. gear, when I would be a little kid and just, like, refreshing on every website or waiting for the magazines to drop a couple weeks later, I just want to see the new gear. I thought the gear thing was sick because everybody just, you were so meticulous in what you put on, on your kit. Yeah, and, 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 and it's funny, it's changed now with, obviously, social media, but, you know, growing up as a kid, for me, was more exciting was these rate Anaheim ones. You know, at that time, you didn't really know who was what number. You know, oh, yeah, you that's true. Who was oh so and so's number? So yeah, you know what I mean. It was like a whole. It was a really all all new numbers, all new look. You know, that was before you know people had you know uh, career numbers. numbers. Yeah, you know. So you know, you, not only was it the new look of the bike, maybe somebody went to a new team. You know, I mean, dude, I, I I'll beg you, remember, I remember when. When, when, you know, Mickey Diamond went from Honda to Yamaha and his whole look and the number six, you know, he was, you know, number 23 and then number six. It was just so, yeah, dude. And it was like so clean. And it was like, I, I remember that you see like, oh, well, so-and-so's number that now, you know? So you know, that, that was always, you had to kind of memorize everyone's number right that day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, so that, oh, keep going. Oh, oh, oh no. actually, okay. Barcia. So That's this Barsha thing. This mistake he makes, he uh, when they sh- cut to the replay, I'm standing right there, so I just hear wow! I hear the bike on the rev limiter, and then he nearly uh, crashes at my feet. And like, now AC right now has probably just got to be going. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm oh my leading god. opening day at Anaheim One. I'm the rookie. Here we go! Don't kill myself. I was right here seeing the same thing. I'm like, just oh, here we go. Here Here's we go. the replay. 
comes in, everything up. Oh, he clipped oh, a little bit there. Oh, there it, it is. There it is. He's offline. See, offline. Yep. He saves it. I love how he tries to give AC a little like, oh, let me try and run it up to you here, even though he's not going to. No, right? And that was a but full, he, like, that was an instinct pass. Yeah. Like, that's watch, Barsha's watch, best. Watch here. This this view will really show it. Because he, watch, he sees him and then beelines it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And now, now right here, I'm like, okay, Barsha's there. AC's got control. I'm like, AC's, he's just, you can't make any mistakes. You got to just ride 11 minutes perfect. Not, oh. Don't worry about going too fast, but just stay there, you know? Okay, look over at the scoreboard. 11 minutes, 30-something seconds in. They're four seconds clear of Brayton, five seconds clear of Webb, six seconds, six seconds clear of Roxon. I mean, that's a pretty good gap. These two guys were in a league of their own at this point in their night. Right, and I'm and I was literally right now going, man. I mean, either one of these guys wins this, you know, they're it's first big. and second. They got it, first and second for these guys. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look at right now, they already dropped Brayton by five over five seconds. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, Tomax an eight, ten second, almost eleven seconds back. He he might not even if he gains a second lap, he might get there at the end. You know, yeah. Um, and then honestly, like going through this thing, like look at the results on the side. Freese is ninth, Plessinger tenth, Hill eleventh, Osborne twelfth. Those are all dudes that that shows the depth of this class. Those are guys that have won titles in the past, have oh my won gosh, races, yeah. have been in the mix for things, have been the top guys at certain points in their career. You know, Freeze, I understand, you know, he hasn't won a lot of stuff at the pro level, but he's proven himself to be a top level guy. Plessinger, 250 champ multiple times. Hill, legit dude, 250 West Coast champ. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Osborne, two time champ. Yeah, and then look at like AC right here. He, he's, he, he seems to like, Mellowed out. out. Yep. He's, he's he's hitting all his marks. He's looking side. He's already put almost two seconds on Barsha. You know, hopefully he took a big gasp of air right there. You know, right now he's probably seeing the pit board, how much time's left, how much time he's out. I mean, look, he's almost got, look, look how that was such a solid lap he did right there. He almost put four seconds on Barsha on that lap. Yeah. So right here, I was like, oh my God, AC's got this in the bag. He's, yeah. he's got it. You know, like, you know. Here are these guys. I mean, look at these guys. They've got five guys battling here. And then here Bro, comes, that's here four comes through Anderson. seven. That's yeah. four through seven. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, and then there's, there's Brayton. They're already, they're already catching the tail end of Brayton. So it's really, this is really third through seven. Yeah. You know? Okay. Same question I asked you in the 250 race. What was your favorite kit of uh, the 450 class at Anaheim 1? Um, I don't know. Uh, I liked Roxon's kit. His thing was cool. Cooper's setup was pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like Barsha's. Like he he knocked out the alcohol the, blue, the black helmet because of the whole Troy Lee monster thing. That I think cool. Brayton Brayton's setup was pretty clean. That red and black. Brayton puts it clean. together well. He has those oh, yeah, kids with the showy and the Garnet and Scott. Like he he puts everything together well. Brayton's everything. Brayton always just looks perfect. I mean his 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 physique is built the way he carries himself on the bike. His setup, you know, he doesn't throw the bike. He doesn't, you know, he's uh, Brayton's one of these days. I would love to like sit on Brayton's bike. I bet you I could probably jump right on and wouldn't have to touch anything on Brayton's bike mm-hmm. from Dude, his bars at, to his levers. Mm-hmm. Like everything's dialed. He knows exactly how it is. It looks, look at that. Look how close they're cutting that corner now. Mm-hmm. Cooper almost caught the back end of, of Brayton. And look how deep those ruts were, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, that on off. Look at that. Look how on you can see the ruts off the takeoff of when they come off of it. Hey, watching them come out of that turn uh, out there in right field, 
or even that one too before the whoops, and you see that little chatter, that acceleration bump. Dude, that's a big deal. Like, I sat there and watched those bikes uh, even up the face of the tunnel jump. It's a lot of little movement that I think if the average rider felt that, they'd just immediately chop the throttle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to how good that suspension is, that it just soaks everything in and lets the power go right to the ground. I mean, their suspension is, I mean, the average person thinks their bikes, their new bike suspension is amazing. This is another level. There's no way you're going to hammer through these rhythms on your stock you know, KTM or Honda, it's just not going to happen. Dude, how about how JB just stood up and just knew, like, okay, he's going to get this pass, and that's fine, yep. but it's all, it's whatever, I'll just stand up, and then I'll still hit it from here. That's good technique that he could just stand right up and, and just and, go from there. And a veteran move by Brayton knowing, hey, I, to, to lean in, I could possibly clip him, and I'm going to go down, you know. He, he, he knows, hey, he's got me. Uh, I'll sand it up, let him get by, and, and, you know, see if I can put in a charge or hang with him and see what happens. Hey, interesting to watch compared to the 250 class where, like, Forkner, Cooper were using the high lines everywhere. These guys are going as low in the turns as they can, almost to the flat points pretty much. Well, yeah, I mean, they're the, these 450s on these guys are riding. They, they can, I mean, they can, they're probably in first gear right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right out of that, look at that. Right out of that corner, the inside on that triple out of that corner. Okay, it's coming. Here we go. Hey, seven minutes left. This thing looks like it's pretty locked up. At this point, are you pretty confident with what AC's done, or are you like, ah, anything could still happen in Anaheim? Yeah, I mean, I was already like, oh my, wow, he's, he's riding good, everything's going good, you know. Barsha, I was really surprised with Webb, like, wow, Webb's still hanging there in third, you know. And like I said, these guys are still, this isn't even done yet. He's kind of gapping a little bit from these guys, but not really. They're they're there still, you know. Roxon's falling a little back. Baggett's kind of it looks like Baggett's going to get him, you know. Hey, do you remember all of the panic that kind of arose out of Roxon's ride on this night too. Um, he, he does fall back a bit, loses a few more spots. And there were a lot of people wondering, like, is this going to be an indication of what is to come this year? Uh, were you panicked for Kenny at this point? Or are you just like, yeah, it's Anaheim one. Anything can happen. No, I thought he was road great all day. I mean, I mean, he, he, even in this race, I mean, if he would have finished, you know, right now he finishes top five at a one. I think that was a great ride for Kenny. Mm-hmm. And I understand exactly where he's coming from too on these suspension things. Oh, okay, so we now go. We, here we go. Yeah, so now what AC did, what he shouldn't have, what he didn't need to do, is just ride those laps because Barsha was just staying right there. Where if you make the mistake, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. And this is a big year for Barsha. Uh, big year for AC too. I mean, both of these guys. This is a make or break season. Uh, I mean, both are established riders, but they both need contracts at the end of the season. Barsha needs a Yamaha extension. AC needs the same thing. It's just a one year deal. So for either guy to go out and win the way they did, that would have been a big negotiation point. Look at that. He just, it, it, like I said, it's getting later in the night, probably getting a little slick on the track. He just spun up the face out of that, you know, because he was tripling in, tripling out, mm-hmm. and he just spun up the face. He's even lucky. If, yeah. Yeah, he's lucky he saved it like he did. Hey, even as he came out of the corner, you could tell that he was super off the far left side of the bike. Yeah, he, I think he was a little farther right than he wanted to be yeah. out of that corner. And it just let loose on him. Mm-hmm. Look at now he comes back, triples it like it's nothing. Probably so mad. He's probably so mad at himself right now. Yeah. Do you think, uh, honestly, though, I don't think him not winning Anaheim 1 was the worst thing that could have happened because I think that no. would have been unrealistic pressure for him for the rest of the season. I, I think if AC would have won Anaheim 1, oh, oh that was And just... there's the start of, well, continuation of those two getting together all year. 
Yeah, and that wasn't that wasn't anything. That dirty. wasn't dirty. It, it, uh, uh, Jason had already had the momentum up the inside, and Brayton was kind of you know a more. And I think he thought he was going to get there before Brayton did, and it just that was just a racing incident. I don't. That was nothing dirty by any means, you know. But I think you said it ended up having other incidents for those guys moving forward. That finally, <laughs> finally, Brayton retaliated. I, I kudos. To, I will give kudos to Jason. He just owned it. Like, yep, I I deserve. I you know. I have a coming. Yeah, I knew that was coming. All right, I got it. Let's move on, you know. Hey, you one know. guy. Any... Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying, and obviously, you know, Brayton, Brayton is not that kind of a rider in any way, you know, but he's been in this too long to be put on the ground for no reason, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, one guy we really uh, always come into every season wondering how he's going to be is the guy that just passes rocks in there, which is Blake Baggett. What do you think? Um excellent talent kind of coming at the tail end of his career here. Why do you think that it's so hit and miss with him? I, I don't know. He, he's another one of those guys that just, it's like he can, he, I mean, dude, and let's, we can call him at any moment can be one of the fastest guys out there. Right. Yeah. And then, but for some reason, either it's the start or little mistakes that he does, or, or like I said, once again, another guy just kind of puts himself ends up being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think that if he figured out the start thing the same way that he does at the na- at the Nationals, and he could get himself in a good position to have a big push in those last five, seven minutes, it could change his entire career. But oftentimes, right. he's way too buried at the start, and then you don't get to see that big flash of speed at the end that he can put. Look at that, dude. That section right there, they come out of that corner, and they do- those guys are double and tripling. They're literally landing in this, like, rutted hole to triple that middle part. Oh, Look at that's and that's hey, Anderson's line right there. Two in a row, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he got that's two laps in a row. He got Brayton there and he got Roxon. That's his spot. You know. Hey, yeah, look at how I mean. Look at the no. rut. And now it's now it's running bad. Oh yeah. Look at how I mean they're coming into those. Well, there's there's no more gather momentum before the whoops. No, it's just pin it. It's yeah, just, yep, it's we're gonna hop through. Even that. Look at those rollers. Look at the sand roller. Just tear at that. That started getting gnarly. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, here we're you know we're here literally. You know, two minutes left in this main event, so it's really. I mean, look at that. Still tripling out of there. Look at that, right? Look at that, just dude cutting. stopping on a dime and then cutting. Down. <laughs> he did. Oh my god. He he did just stop on a dime and then and turn that bike. Yeah. Um. Hey, what is it? I I always find this really really interesting. The fact that guys can always find one line that they make multiple passes in. Like, do you have that happen when you race the Swap Moto Race Series? Um, Anton, I'm usually out front, so it's kind of yeah with that you know. rolling start. Yeah, <laughs> asshole. Um, no, there is there is sometimes on the track where you know, like, okay, I can get somebody here, especially if you're on somebody that you can, you know, kind of pace them and know, okay, you know, there's a chance here that I I'm a little faster or I can probably stick it in there, you know, and it, it, it happens, yeah. You know? He just overdropped the shit out of that triple. Totally, just landed in the flat. He don't care. Doesn't care. Look at that. You can see him just trying to land in the ruts. It's getting so rutted through those rhythms. Still triple. They got seat bounced out of there. Mm-hmm. Still triple. Still look at AC. Three, three, and yeah. look at AC stop. AC AC's not doing it. You know that so, when they jump into the corners like that, when it's like a single end of the turn, that's always super impressive to me because you know they land the bikes under a load. They're on the brakes. That's some technical technical. Oh shit. yeah. Way more than a double end of the corner and like coasting. Yeah, and you all can. That speed. You can see here, AC is clearly, 
surrendered the the win. He knows. Okay, look at look at he literally rolled through that turn. He's like, okay, I'm in survival. I'm gonna get second. Yeah, you know, I, I, for I mean, like I said, and again, at this point in the series opening opening night at Anaheim for the new season, to AC and Cowie will take this for sure. I don't think they expected their main guy Tomac to be back in seventh. You know. Yeah. Dude, look how many tear-offs are just everywhere. Like, over that tunnel, <laughs> over the finish line, just key spots where you know, okay, I got a second, I can rip one and then keep going. Yeah, I mean, look at Barsha. Still triple-tripling through that section, stopping on a dime. Wheel-tapping you know, Wheel-tapping yep. I mean, he, he, he looks like he's just having fun out there. Yeah. Like, it's no big deal to him. You know, Watch how is, much this that is... right arm moves. Just rap, rap, oh, he he's a re He's a re-gripper. Yeah. You know, for those of you who don't know, regrip when you take your hand off, you literally bring it back to so you can grab even more throttle. <laughs> yeah, he no. is a regripper. You know these tunnel jumps? Uh, they look super easy. That is one thing I would never want to do. Oh, it's there. Look at that. You can see how look how far down he landed. Yeah, there's either, no like there, room yeah. for forgiveness. You're either gonna clip the top or you're gonna flat land. Yeah, you know. And dude, to clip the top and then you're just gonna auger yourself 15 feet up. Like I'm good. Yeah, I mean, even that, like this, they're showing the replay of Barsha, you know, off God, the track. That I pass thought, is amazing. And look at that. Wow, look at that. Oh, uh, oh. Dude, I mean, so good on him to save that thing, too. Totally. I mean, look at Barsha just right by. I mean, almost, I remember the GoPro of that of AC. It looked like Barsha literally went underneath his armpit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, like, that's the cool thing. Now that we remember all this stuff when we get to see it from here. Dude, go back. We're going to tag all the stuff on the website so you can go see the full Anaheim 1 coverage. You can go watch these GoPros. You can see this stuff from a different perspective, and maybe it's yeah. something that you heard us point out. You know, This is cool stuff. This is cool to go back and, and relive the moments months later. So, yeah, last lap, Barsha wins Anaheim 1. Are you surprised at this point, Dahmer? 100%. I mean, I was just shocked. Like, wow, Justin Barsha shocked the world, right? Two it's, years it's, in a row. Right? And look at that. Dirty whip. That's what I want. That's that's what I want to see. Blowing the motor up. I'm surprised the valves are even left on the bike, anyways. You know. Um. Okay. At this point, Barsha gets a win. He's always solid in those first few races of the year. Are you thinking this is going to be a guy that's going to be in contention from this going forward, or is it that first race? I I no. I I mean I mean come on. We through too many years. A one cannot determine who's going to win the the whole deal. You know. We've had too many guys get that opening win of, of whether it's the weather or the, you know whatever. Anaheim one seems to be that special thing for people. It's crazy, but you know. But but I will say, Barsha even going into this, we knew and heard he has been going really well, riding well, and he came out and did it. You know, but again, he got the start. He was right in the mix of it off the beginning, and as you can see, there was look at there was the top ten guys battling for it because it was. It was so tight that, you know, the track was kind of one line that was, you know, not that easy to pass. You know, for a guy like him to win, like, I, I'm always pumped to see Barsha win because it, it adds that excitement. He's the guy that could make anything happen on a Saturday night. Um, one of the fastest guys to ever throw a leg over a bike. Yeah. The thing is with me, uh, with Barsha, especially at the first part of the year, it's like, okay, does he stay healthy when we go to the East Coast? Because that, he's, he's always been fast on the West Coast, but then something happens. He busts a wrist, something happens, and then we're back to ground zero. You know, this was this has been a big year for JB, and this is going to keep going on. I think he really has that spark to keep racing a lot longer than maybe what a couple people thought he would. Yeah, and you, and you know what? And, and if you look at it, look, I mean, 
you know, let's look off the bike. He, he's, he's mature. Yeah. He's older. He just got married. You know, he's got a little, you know, he's got the wife, you know, he's got a, he's got a, he's, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm sure you go, you ask JB, you ask Chad Reed, you ask some of these guys that have been in a while, they have family, you know, to Zach Osborne's, you know, it's a different dynamic in their camp, you know, a Christian Craig, you know, it's a different dynamic of what they're doing on a weekly and on a daily and at the races even compared to a Jason Anderson or an Adam Cicerello, you know what I mean? They're, it, it, they're, they're, their lifestyle, everything they do is completely different. Mm-hmm. Dude, look how pumped he is. I mean, that was a huge relief for him. And I think the other thing that goes along with that too, think about how much he pushed for Yamaha to let them change the bike to him. Instead of it being this gnarly power output, it's something that he can just ride the hell out of. And he right. wasted no time making good on their uh, on their efforts. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, it always kind of even shocked me a lot of times how they're they, you know, some of these high level teams are like, no, this is what we give you, and they're like, dude, I don't, I don't need. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the four fifties. If those of you that don't ride a 450 don't know, a, a, a stock 450 has more than enough power than most people need, mm-hmm. right? And and even at this level, these guys still are like, I, 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 I'm, you know, it's so fat, it hits so hard, I can't even, it's uncontrollable, you know? So, you know, the, the, you know, the, like I said, luckily good for Barsha, and I know that was a big part of it, and him like, hey, I, I don't need this monster motor that just I can't control, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to crash. Yeah, for sure. Dude, look how fast that stadium just clears out. They're gone. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 And then, you know, right now, you know, if, if you're in the if you're in the pit area, you know, the Omaha crew is, you know, happy as can be, yeah. you know. Cowie team's probably a little happy, too, and a little sad. You know, their rider, you know, obviously their rookie got second, almost won the race, you know. Their, 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 their guy, Eli, you know, was back in, what, he ended up finishing overall, seventh. Something like that, but he's healthy. Something like that, which is the biggest. Yeah, thing. he's healthy, you know, and I'm sure they weren't in panic. There was no like, what happened? I mean, you know, he he obviously got a bad start. Tracks one line. He probably figured it's not worth the risk to try and you know rip through the pack and throw it away, you know. But yeah, um, looking back on this, what was your big takeaway that night? Like, what were you like? Okay, yeah, this is going to be a big thing for this rider all season. Yeah, you know what? Impressed you. Yeah, Cooper Webb. I mean, yep. like I said, we we you know when we found out that he had to have as was as as ill as he was, you know, when we ended up finding out from other people of how sick he was that they weren't even they weren't even sure he would even be able to race, you know, that you know this this is that race that he got third, and that you know I mean look I mean like you said look where he is now he's now won a race he was kind of he's kind of the top three guy you know the series was kind of shaping up to be this like oh something could you know. Some, you know, Eli makes a mistake. These, you know, Roxon and Cooper are right there, you know. So this is that race that you look back to if you want and go, Anaheim won. I was sick. I was in the gutter. I wouldn't even race. That was the race that won it, you know. I think the other thing for him, too, uh, kind of the same position Jason was in the year prior, an underrated champion. People just kind of wrote him off already and, and were ready right. to give the title to somebody else even before the gate dropped. So, yeah, this was a big – that third place was huge for Webb. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we know everything that's happened from here on and which we're not going to get into because that's for next week's episode. But yeah, I think for Webb too to prove to himself, Hey, I, I can be a third place guy. You know, he was great at Anaheim one the year prior in the mud. So it shows this dude could win Anaheim one at some point in the near future. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. 
watch it. Look at the preview they're going to show. Is this the finish line? I oh, mean, yeah. look at this. This whip is just dirty. Look at that. That's what it's about right there. That's how you do it. That's the business right there, Anton. And then just look at right it. revving the, the crap. Got yep. the clutch in, revving the crap out of it. Yeah. You know. I mean, look at look at all the media there. Look at the whole deal there. That was kind of a weird setup with all the stuff they had there. AC, you can see he knows. He knows. I threw it away. I blew it. Yeah. I blew it. You but know? you know, and the good thing on Adam, I don't think a lot of the people around him, between Nick to his girlfriend to the guys at Cowie, they're not going to let him get too beaten down. Even when he broke his collarbone, I didn't really see this overwhelming like dread over at that pit area. He was cool. No. Was like, yep, yep. It's a part of it. We knew this would could happen. We just go on from there. Yeah, and I think they they they've seen already and how he's carried himself and how he's been that in these races as you know he he's gonna be a he's gonna be a threat moving forward for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that that oh. to case that a normal rider would have been medevaced out. <laughs> right, I mean he was it. He was just fighting that thing in the air, just wrestling it, knowing that oh here we go. This is gonna hurt. You know? I'm gonna jam the wrist. Yeah, something. That's factory suspension at its finest right yeah. there, kids. Um, Dahmer, you being a guy that's in California still, you know, you drive by the Cali test track when when you're on the way to the office. Uh, does it ever surprise you when you go by and you see them riding as much as they do? Or do you know, like, yeah, that's part of it? Well, you know, it's funny, that especially that track that's right off the 15 there is, uh, dude, there's been times where I've, you know, they've raced from every Saturday and I've driven by there. On the to weigh the office at you know eight thirty in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, and they're already there, you know. And I'm on a Monday, and I'm like, oh wow, Monday morning, right here, here we are, you know. They're already here getting stuff happening, you know. And I'm like, wow, you know. But then you know they have those other tracks up across the way, so you know it seems like that track off the fifteen, they don't ride there that much, you know. They they usually go to the other one because they're more seclusion. Where that one, you know. I mean, dude, I want to. I see them, and I want to get off the freeway and go park there and watch for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. So, here we're getting the results here. A lot of Hondas. Uh, what was that? Five Hondas in the top ten. That's a big deal yeah. for Honda. You yeah, know, look at Cooper. Look at Cooper. He's got that look on his face, like I'm good. I'm, I'm all good. good. Like, yeah, yeah, I might be feeling like hell, but I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I we we definitely we definitely did some salvaging tonight. Yeah. Um. I think that's one of those things that surprises me why so many people have turned on Webb um, as he went to the 450 class. Like, he's the same dude he ever was. You know, this is the same dude in the 250 class that was ready to run it in on guys and let everybody know he was the the dude to beat every Saturday. Why do you think so many people have turned on him and, and are not a fan anymore? Uh, I don't I don't know if people have turn, turned on him, but I think... There's a lot of how... people that don't like him. It's weird. Yeah. I think, and it's funny. It's it's funny how, like I said, even going into this race, like he's the champ, right? But and yet, still was not the favorite. No, you know? not at all. Like, like no even one when was I like, would bring up, like, how do you bet against the defending champion? I would be looked at like I was crazy. Right. You know, he he's always. It's funny. The poor guy's always the underdog, no matter what. Yeah, you I know? think he likes it that way, though. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be the like you know the main main guy on top of it. You know, that everyone's chasing, and I'm the fastest qualifier, and I'm, you know, it's like, you know. Hey, looking at the results right now, you know, yeah, it is the points, but it's one round, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's a good class. Like, that. that's solid. Uh, oh, there you are, Anton. Yeah, that's me right there. You can see me. So, yeah, hey, uh, we hope you guys like this. This is it for now on the uh, 
Fast House Race Companion podcast. Did you like it? Drop us a comment. Send us a message. Whatever. We'll do it again next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. We'll do it again. Jeff you have fun, Yeah, good time. I had a great time. It was a lovely little Friday evening. I had a little cocktail. Got to relive some races that I, had, I probably didn't know if I'd be able to watch again anytime soon. You know, I haven't actually gone and watched many races during this kind of hiatus. Yeah, you know? I haven't either. I've kind of ta- no. I've watched some MotoGP stuff and I've watched that F1 thing, but I really haven't been so Moto crazy. You know what I mean? No. It's been nice. Yeah. To- n- I mean, I've, I've just kind of been seeing what's happening now on, you know, website, you know, YouTube, Instagram, you know. Um, but as far as going back and trying to watch past races, that I, I haven't done at all. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. We'll uh, hit it back next week with round two from St. Louis. This is uh, Anton and Dahmer signing off on the Fast House Race Companion podcast. See ya.